Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Traction.gg podcast. Joining us today is Rich. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Very good, thanks. I'm your host for this one, Tom. And today we are going to be talking about, and you can probably guess this, Formula One 2021, and more specifically, the Breaking Point Story Mode. Uh, this Today is when the reviews are live, so on the Traction GG website right now is a full in-depth review and on the YouTube channel as well. But we're just going to take this time in this podcast to talk about the story mode. So a slight warning at the start, there might be some mild spoilers, but if there yeah. is something big, we will flag it. Yeah. So without further ado, uh, this is a brand new feature for this year's game, and it's quite a big thing. A lot of the PR and hype has been about breaking point. So Rich, would you be able to briefly explain what it is? Of course. So Breaking Point is a narrative story. It's not like the career mode where you just join a team and do a season or do my team where you create your own. This is a narrative linear story where you play as Aidan Jackson, who is an up-and-coming F1 star, having just won the F2 championship, which is where the game actually, where this this mode actually opens, and you see yourself paired up with a veteran of the sport, uh, Cass Ackerman. And you work through two seasons of F1 together. And also Devin Butler from F1 2019 comes back and does his usual thing of just making things difficult for everyone. So he's a right idiot, for want of a better <laughs> For a clean word, yeah. Yeah, but that's kind of what his stick is. Yeah. And you, you, kind, of, you kind of need that. Um, before we jump into, I guess, story specifics or, or how it plays and stuff, uh, yeah, expanding upon that, if you've ever played FIFA The Journey or Madden's Long Shot or even the NBA basketball games, these are like yearly sports franchises that have these sort of story feature modes alongside the more sort of managerial aspects. And so Formula One has sort of taken a leaf out of those books, I think. Yeah. Um, but interestingly, just to be clear, you know, your regular driver career and the new for 2020 My Team mode still exist. So basically, in my opinion, once you play through breaking point, you then you dip into the to the other things. Yeah. Um, and and for me, this is sort of the the first thing I think you should play in the game. I don't know if you agree with that, Rich. Absolutely. It's because uh, it gives you little bite sized chunks, uh, especially if you're new to playing an F one game specifically, or you've just been away from racing for a long time. A lot of people I know got into F one. Uh, over lockdown by watching Drive to Survive on Netflix. So this might be their first title to pick up. And Breaking Point's a great a great point to start because you're not thrown into the deep end from the word go. You are easily led into how things work yeah. uh, over the course. And you get you do get given, you get thrown each and every thing that could happen to you during a race over the course of the campaign. So it is a good place to start, definitely. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. It's it's a really sort of accessible way of get into the game, especially if you've never played the F1 games before. For, for me, because I've played every single one ever, I think, and reviewed most of them, I, I'm really into the nuances of each game. But yeah. I understand that it's, F1 is such a big franchise, and especially now with EA's marketing clout, because this is the first game by Codemasters under EA's stewardship, that, uh, that there might be new players uh, getting into the Formula 1 game who've never played them before, and it is quite overwhelming. But this yes. is a nice, like, oh, here we go. I'm going to hook you in for, with the story. And as you say there, if you've watched Netflix, then think of those that sort of dramatism in a video game. Yeah, form. absolutely. 
Yeah. And uh, so let's just break it down sort of how it how it works on a basic level. So I think there there are some cutscenes and some gameplay elements, but there are other things within the mode that, that join it together. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. So you have your gameplay, as you'd expect, it's a video game. You have your cutscenes right. that introduce all the characters and link up all the events of this, uh, events of the, the the seasons you play through. But it also has a lot of um, contextualizing in the form of being in your room in the paddock where you have access to your social media, you have access to your emails, you get phone calls coming in. So you are put, you are plunged right into the middle of that like yeah. living world of F1 because the only the actual gameplay you see is on the track and you're just driving in circles basically. But they, this breaking point gives you so much more context and so much more scope than what you might expect. And it took me, it took me aback when I, when it first gave me my phone and said, here you go, have a scroll through Twitter. Yeah. That, that was a real moment for me. So you're sort of in this uh, room, I guess it's like your sort of trailer or something. I'm, I'm not too yeah. sure. There's a TV on there and it has like relevant uh, news headlines to what's happening in the current story at the time. Uh, and then there's yeah your, your phone with a with a fake Twitter feed. But if you're an F1 fan, there's some really cool details in there. So there's like, obviously everything's fictional, fictional but there's F1 journalists, F1 commentators. So you've got Jonathan Nobles in there, I think. There's David Croft, David Coulthard. Natalie Pinkman. Um, there's uh, also some of the Codemasters characters in there. So the interviewer uh, uh, characters, she's on the, the feed. And so is, um, and this is first mild spoilerish, but it's not really, so stick with us. Um, Lucas Weber fans from F1 2019, Devin Butler's returned, but he's also returned in the form of some tweets, which <laughs> is kind of cool. So he was a driver in F1 2019 and he's, is there in some tweets, he's doing some stuff, um, which is quite interesting. And then obviously there are emails as well, and you get those from different characters in the story. So um, do you want to touch upon some of the other characters? I think there's Zoe and Brian, for example. Yes, so in in the space of what we could show in the YouTube video that came out last week, our preview, yeah. um, you only really introduced to... Aiden Jackson, who's your player character, Cass Ackerman, who's his teammate, and also Devin Butler, who's, you know, being a poop stirrer, which is what he does. <laughs> um, but you're also introduced, uh, after that point, you're introduced to uh, Brian Doyle, who is a liaison in the team. He's basically your person you go to, who because you don't actually interact with the the principal of the team you chew. No. Um, you, you interact with this fictional character. But you also have um, Zoe Ackerman, Cass's wife, who, again, contextualizes... Cass's character as being this this colder, more uh, at times brooding character, but there is that humanity that's pushed pushed across by Zoe. So they're they're a bit more relevant later on in the uh, the storyline. But you do get uh, some really well fleshed out and very well performed characters. Yeah, I, and and speaking of that, I obviously it's a it's a video game. You are aware of that, you know. I wouldn't expect it going in there saying this is Oscar-worthy performances. No, but but they are um, relatable. Yeah, and and you do get hooked in there. Part of that is the contextualizing, as you mentioned, of the the sideshow, which really everything, even though small, feeds into that particular storyline, which yeah. is amazing attention to detail. But yeah, the characters are relatable, and you either you, you hate Devon Butler, but that's good. At least it provokes an emotion, yeah, which is more than what can be said for something like Fast and Furious Nine. Th- this game has a much better plot than that film, in my opinion. <laughs> um, and so, it really doesn't have to 
be that good. It would have been just nice to play along. Oh, there's a little story, brilliant. But actually, I think there's a there's an extra level. Yeah, I think with with the, in the world of uh, annual release games right. with story modes, you never really think much of them. You think there might be a bit slapdash, and yeah, I'll play through it, and I won't really think much about it. But Breaking Point is as someone who's been playing Call of Duty for for many years, um, and I don't expect much of their campaigns, especially now. Right. This one genuinely took me by surprise as to not that it's going to be like as you say like an oscar worthy like we're going to have all the the actors getting nominated for game awards later this year for their performances but it was a lot i wouldn't say necessarily better but there was a lot more to it than i was initially expecting and that's one of the reasons why breaking point is so worth your time yeah, I couldn't couldn't agree more. Which is um, slightly dull for a podcast, really. We need we need an argument, don't we? Is that, <laughs> what we're supposed to be doing? Um, yeah, so let's just switch it up from sort of setting out how how it kind of works to some of the on track escapades, so to mm-hmm. speak. Uh, I really enjoyed some of the setups. So a lot of the time, you're not playing a full race, although there are some of those. Yeah, but it's it's like here's a scenario. Have at it. You need to hit this certain objective were there any that that you know stick in your mind for me um and i this won't i'm not going to spoil anything like narratively but in terms of the the things that can potentially happen to you because in the early game it's just like go and catch up to your teammates or Mm. just finish the race or do some finishing the points for example but later on it starts throwing curveballs at you so at one point for example you start mid-race with a flat tire and you need to go straight yep. into the pits and you've fallen back and you need to you know, claw your way back up through the field. And another time, um, your it turns out your seventh gear's gone and right. you end up being on the track and having to deal with not only your objective of, I think it might have just been finished the race, it didn't throw too much at you, but yep. you did have to change up how you actually thought about playing, especially if you play with manual gears. If you're playing with automatic, it doesn't really matter to you. I don't know whether that objective might change or something if you're playing with automatic gearing Mm. but you lose a gear and you have to change up what you do to accommodate for that and i think that specific um instance of losing a gear was when i thought oh okay this is going to be really interesting because after playing a lot of 2020 i'd never had anything like that happen so having that curveball get thrown my way was really cool yeah, actually, those two those two interesting examples. I'm just trying to remember what happened to me when I was playing them. I think when I lost a gear, I was using manual ERS. I was saving it all for when that gear change goes and you lose a bit of speed because it shifts up mm. you know, an extra cog. I was like, right, trying to bridge that gap with some electricity. Yeah. I don't know if that was a good or bad thing to do. And then the other thing was with the puncher, did you get a... Uh, speeding penalty in the pit lane because it was really difficult to slow down for me and I straight away just went up flying straight past the uh, I'm I'm still sort of reading my way off the assists and the pit limiter is one I should really turn off because I don't don't know why I have it switched on in F1 because I don't have it switched on in anything else that I do in F1 it turns out when you slow down with a puncher on the front right (laughs) you don't really slow down so so the normal braking marker oops so um, I did have to restart that um, particular thing because then uh, on that one, I think I had to finish in the top ten still after the yes. pit stop. And so, to to be clear, if you if you do fail, you can still use rewind or flashback. Yeah. Sorry, and you can restart the scenario without re- having to rewatch the cutscenes and stuff. Although you can mm. rewatch cutscenes from a menu in your home area if you if you're that. If way you so fine. wish, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I didn't do to be honest. I I, right. I, I I dug through those menus. At one point, Brian rang me and I managed to hit square instead of triangle and just de- declined his call. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, 
Oh, he's like, I hate triangles instead of square. I was like, oh my oh, God, Brian, I'm story. so sorry. And I thought he might ring back and the phone started ringing again. It was somebody else. And I was like, no, 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 I want to speak to Brian. I've just, I've just pied him off and I feel really bad. <laughs> but he didn't, he didn't come back. Thankfully, he didn't tell me off later on for ignoring his calls. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you've missed the crucial part of the story there of the, with the phone call that you'll never get back. But again, like those, those sections in that home area, they don't, they're not necessarily little things that you miss and things won't make sense. They yeah. are all just extra bits of, of world Correct. building, basically. So even the phone yeah. calls, they can give you a bit of idea as to how somebody's feeling. If, you know, something happens on the track and you get a phone call of whoever mm. saying, you know, what was that? Or that was really good or something. It gives you a bit of a emotional context, but in the grand scheme of the narrative, they're not all that important. It's kind of like going True. and uh, digging through the computers in the Fallout games for more lore. Ah, it's kind of that same say, sort of like thing. Finding a comic in The Last of Us. It, yeah. It's very, yeah, you're right. It's optional, but yeah. I would recommend it. And I did every little bit of it. Yes, yeah, same. It, it, it felt more impactful when other stuff happens, mm-hmm. when you know what's going on. And speaking of, uh, yeah, going away from the gameplay, I guess, again, of these little details... You know, in the driver career and it, well, in the in the F one games for a while, there have been post race and session interviews. Yes, and you've had like multiple options to answer them, and that affects the morale of certain parts departments and uh, or your um, stature within the F one circus, right? Yeah. Now, in Breaking Point, they're there, but your driver actually speaks out a response. That did surprise me really when I first weird. did it because I was so used to just pressing a direction and then yeah, it's, it's right. the next That's questions when they talk it was it's quite cool but on yeah. the flip side of that it doesn't change anything yeah exactly exactly what i was going to say so it's like the first few times i did it i was like oh this is so much better yeah richer experience and then i'm like oh yeah but i'm not upgrading any parts and i'm not trying to buy a different driver and so i don't have to worry about what i'm saying so much like i could i could be here and be really really rude to people but yeah I still didn't. Even later on when I knew that it didn't affect anything, I was still being really nice. So That's exactly what I did. Maybe I'm that's so, just me. Well, I think a part of it is I've been programmed to do that for the last few years with the F1 games. Oh, I want to keep all the part departments happy. I'll just be sort of in the middle. With I, I, don't, I don't want to be a mirror of Devon. Like, please. Yeah. But I suppose that also shows that you care for the characters at that point. You do, yeah. With the amount, as we said, like the amount of time you get with those characters, the amount of time they are fully acted um you you don't get a huge amount in the grand scheme of things but you do care for these characters in the same way that you know you could have a one episode of drive to survive with one specific driver by the end of it you know their life story and you care about them they managed to do the same thing here yeah and and another example that's come to mind of this extra depth which i cared about was i'm I'm never the hugest biggest fan of uh jeff your in-game race engineer yeah Uh, i remember back in the when they first introduced him I feel like there was an F1 game, someone might correct me if I'm wrong, where you could only activate him with your voice. And then it wasn't oh, until the next year wow. where you could do like on the uh, on the menu within the, the sub-menu while you race it. Yeah. Um, and he's always been a bit robotic. But in this mode, first of all, he's got a surname now. He's got Jeff Nelson, which blew me away. <laughs> and second of all, um, when he does the pre-race thing or mid-race updates via the team radio, it's completely different to previous things you've heard from him it's yeah. about that actual challenge that you're doing and the driver can sometimes talk back to him yeah there are points when you hear almost like emotion 
from Jeff. He's not he's yeah. not necessarily robotic, but he's always got this sort of this yeah. this upbeat charm about him that he's always had. But there are just moments when you just you can hear like elation or defeat in his voice, right. and it's so different. Yeah. So we can confirm Jeff is a human being in yes. one for the first time, which is surprising. And and also for the first time, apart from when they first introduced him, I actually watched the post race uh David Croft and Davidson uh, podium bit up after that uh, when they got the team managers on the pit wall doing something yeah I normally after a while skip through those but now when they talk it's about your character yeah there's a lot here's here's the podium that's just mercedes yeah. and red bull and then it's like let's talk about you know whichever team you picked right because that seems to be the most interesting thing going on here not the fact that you know lewis hamilton's won another grand prix let's talk about alpha tauri or which which team did you pick for your playthrough tom yeah so i went with so to, to be clear, I think you can choose from five teams and they're all sort of in the midfield, right? So there's no yeah. like ladies of Ferrari, which I think is rather convenient for uh, a future follow-up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I chose, um, I keep wanting to call them Force India, Racing Point. Yeah. And I, I chose that because it was, um, you get to see that the change of team. So the career is across the three three years, in effect. Sorry, the breaking point is across three years. And obviously, red, racing point changed to Aston Martin. How about you? I was Alpha Tauri. Okay, yeah, nice. So you get the uh, change of livery, which is cool. Uh, yeah. And I get the white wheel, wheel rims, which is why I picked them. Yeah. And also the uh, the old the old Honda engine. So Now, the Honda engine does sound really good. It does, yeah. And I knew that come 2021's season, it was like, right, now, <laughs> now this is pod racing. But also because based on which team you pick, Devin gets put into a specific team as well. Yeah, you did pick up on this in your previous. Yeah, so they 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 pre-rendered all the all the cutscenes that are pre-rendered. Obviously, based on which team you pick, um, there is a specific team that Devin will end up in. Because otherwise, if they if it was randomised, they'd have to re-render all of those cutscenes. You know, x amount of times to make up for all of the um, the yep. variables it could be. So for me, when he when I'm in an Alpha Tower, he was in a Hass. And you know, I think that's not really not not to put not to put any a big downer on their their season so far. But it's like if I wanted Devon Butler to be in any car this year, it'd be a yeah. Ass. So yeah, that felt, Although, yeah, that felt pretty good without spoiling things too much. In the final year, that's a bit. It's a bit strange, isn't it? Bit strange when it gets when it gets when it gets towards the end of the season. It's like it's even weirder if he was in like a Williams or something. It's just there's yeah. there's something it, you can definitely tell that it almost that they distanced their 2020 and 2021 season yeah. to not feel like it's the season we're currently in. Yeah. And I think the fact that you've got at least three different names on the grid, like for example, you know, when it came to the 2021 part of the, uh, the campaign, you know, Pierre Gasly and Yuki Tsunoda were eradicated off the face of the earth, as was Mazepin, because they were being replaced by fictional characters in this story mode. So it definitely differentiated it from the season we're currently amidst in real life. Well, speaking of, differentiation then and I suppose and distancing from the actual uh, 2021 season there's a couple of like we really enjoyed it I think but yes there's a a few sort of less than ideal elements but it's their first attempt yes and and for me it it was you get to the 2020 F1 season uh, you know it's all the cars and drivers and one of the races is at China and, and I just felt that that was kind of a bit odd because that race didn't happen yeah and so then now i'm trying to relive a race that didn't happen a year ago it was just like yeah i'm being a bit wrong there but that was that just felt slightly off but it didn't it didn't bother me because the racing and the story was good 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, it does make it feel like it's a it's a mirror universe that you know none yeah. of the pandemic happened and everything's going on yeah. as normal, um, which would make sense for, for for Breaking Point being a a fictionalized reality. But mm. you are right; there is a part of me that kind of I, I remember saying this um, before we saw much of 2021 as to whether they would actually lean lean into the fact that we had no yeah. crowds and uh, you know the, the drivers when they were in their cars they were wearing masks and stuff as much as I know that yeah. people won't want to look back at this time and remember it in any sort yeah. any way shape or form there's a part of me that would want to have that that reality of the season being contextualized in the game yeah but, it's also like like when you get to 2021 and the first race is Australia and it's like uh, well it? but it wasn't yeah <laughs> and yeah just outside of breaking point you're still in the career you, you can do a like a custom uh, yeah, you could always calendar, but you can't to have make duplicate it... races, which is a bit weird still. But anyway. Oh, so you can do, you can double Austria? Nope. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. So if you did the real season start, I believe they're going to take into account points uh, that did happen in these double duplicate races. But if you're just in your regular career, um, unfortunately not. But I digress. Another weird thing I thought was uh, when you first start playing, the objectives aren't so clear. And I think you had a similar yeah. complaint, but pick up on that. The 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 way that it gives you a little title when you move into a, uh, a gameplay section, it's, it's letterboxed visually to make it clear that you're not the one in control. It may be visual gameplay and exactly how it yep. looks when you start playing, but it, it makes it clear that you're not in control yet. And it says like, Australian Grand Prix, seven laps to go. So it straight away tells you what you're doing or at least where you are. And then the objective comes up after you've been given control back and you're heading into your first corner with, with you know, with you in control. And then in, on the side, it's like, oh, this is what you need to do, by the way. So the first time I played yeah. Breaking Point, I got to Australia and you meant to catch up with Ackerman, who's like, you know, three or four places ahead of you. And I didn't even know that because I hadn't spotted it come up on the side of the screen because I was too busy yeah. focusing on the fact that you, you see the lights go out on your HUD and then you're in control. Um, and after having a terrible time with the F2 car, which felt like the, the tires were smothered in butter, ah, um, well. I was like, right, I need to focus on making sure I don't bin my Alpha Tauri on the first yeah. turn I get. So I didn't spot the objective. So I'd have quite liked that to have been present after they show you where you are, right in yeah. the middle of the screen to say, this is what you need to do, off you go. Um, because if you miss out on the sidebar, if you pause it, you can see your objective, which you might exactly. not realize in the first place, but I did not realize, so I failed. I got like four laps down. It was like, you didn't do it. I was like, do, do what? What was I supposed <laughs> yeah. to do? <laughs> I had the same thing with the F. The first, the first uh, it should be noted that the, the breaking point is across three seasons, right? F2 2019. Two, two and a bit. Yeah. And F2 21. But, but as you say there, the F2 thing is just one challenge. Like, it's over in a flash. And I missed the objective being on the screen. And I did the whole thing until right at the end. And it was like, oh, you failed. I think you're supposed to win that race. Um, and it does say in the pause and the, and the little thing, once you know it's there, it's fine. But it's like... It could have been more clear. And the other weird thing is like, uh, is the, the, the lip sync for me or the way the characters' mouths move in the cutscenes. Yeah. Not game-breaking, but it's slightly weird. They did. They have had mocap. When you go through the credits, they did have motion capture involved. Yeah. And with the body... with the with the the actual full body movement, it's really good. There are some moments where the lip syncing is great. I think Cass Ackerman's like entire presentation is basically bang on. Same with Brian Doyle, but people like um, uh, Aiden Jackson and Zoe. Zoe is also the, um, uh, the interviewer, the Scottish woman, Claire. Ah, 
Is it Claire? Claire, yes, correct, Claire. Yeah, she. I, there's one scene right at the beginning when she's in one of the pre-rendered cutscenes and her facial features and stuff are just really, really wrong. As you say, it's nothing game-breaking, yeah. but we've seen we've seen so much better from games that are way older. I will always yeah. cite Half-Life 2 from 2004 for having lip-syncing that is leaps and bounds ahead of some games even now. So that's, you know, it's not, it's not game-breaking. The fact that it's pre-rendered means it's not exactly easy to fix, but something to keep in mind come next year. Yeah, and maybe, I don't know how it works, really. Maybe it's to do with, I notice when you get to the end of Breaking Point, there's a big credits, and it's all these different languages, and are they trying to make the lips sort of read in different? I'm not sure. They probably would have to change those. But I mean, they might do, I'm not sure. We'll have to like, change the language and see if it changes everything in the game. Yeah, true. We'll have to check that. But I'll give them a benefit of the doubt for now. And yeah. I suppose it is, you know, primarily a racing game. Yeah, exactly. Well, but the fact that there is there is a, still, a level of quality that is good and they could yeah. absolutely improve on that and make it really good. Yeah. Then, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, no, I agree. Uh, and one thing that was a bit weird for me was uh, Kasper Ackerman is supposed to be Dutch, but to me he sounds Danish and sometimes slightly brummy. <laughs> yeah, he did. His accent was a bit strange. It's definitely... Like, I, I feel like I'm convinced that when I did uh, I did attraction news where I mentioned the new characters, and I swear that I it might this might be me remembering wrong. I feel like I said he was Italian because <laughs> I must ah. have read something and thought he was Italian or something. But he's definitely I, not Italian. No, neither does he sound Dutch, which is what he he just sounded. He just had a little. There was like an occasional twang, and yeah, he did kind of sound a bit brummy at times. It does, especially but, at the start. But it's still he's still a really. Uh, interesting character. He's, he's playing the hard to get character. I think he. I think his performance is the best out of all of them. I would agree so. with that. I was going to ask if you've got a best character, and well, yeah. we agree on that as well. Um, yeah, because to me, towards towards the end, Aiden Jackson gets just a little bit too wet behind the ears, a little bit too <laughs> innocent. Whereas Casper's like, nah, I'm, I'm cold as ice, but I'm also in the background. Both characters have these sort of troubles that they're dealing with. Yeah, um, and it really dives into that which is really part of the reason why it's so engrossing i think yeah um so overall did you enjoy breaking point absolutely like i said it surprised me with how much i enjoyed it and i am i'm absolutely dying to see where things go from here and i really hope it's continued next year that's kind of the thing because once you finished it you finished it and you're like oh 12 months eh (laughs) <laughs> if you pick um, a di- if you pick a different team, it just changes the context, and they obviously recorded various lines of dialogue with the characters and with Crofty and whatever. But it doesn't really change anything. It's it's one of the things that after I played it through, that I wish it had branching storylines. Yeah. So yes, to be clear, it is a very linear path. It doesn't have branching yes. storylines, which again is fine because but it is good. You start thinking like, ooh, yeah, but if I, if I made a different choice in an interview question where would that lead my career or something? But the amount of work that needs to go into that would be... Yeah. Maybe that's something that they need to see how well it's received and how many people play it. Like they can look at, say, achievement statistics and see how many people play Breaking Point. And, you know, it's not a mode that's going to take, you know, tons of hours to beat. I can't really think about how many hours I put into it because Ah, the game time is like... on, On the R... Our copy is a bit all over the place because there's all sorts we've been doing over the last couple of days. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, for me, I um, I captured my my playthrough, which was across a few days, and the total time for the for the videos was five hours and forty minutes. And that That sounds about right. Yes, I did read tweets and emails and and stuff, but I certainly didn't um, spend a long time desperately reading every single tweet or no rereading every email. 
Um, and an element of that is obviously the gameplay. And there are a few races. When I say full races, um, they're like 18 laps. They're 25% races, yeah. Yeah. Um, with a pit stop and stuff. Um, yeah. And in total, there are 24 cinematics, if you like, numbers. So they're yeah. sort of cutscenes, quote unquote, um, which are really well detailed and quite legit. Yeah, they're very well done. There's obviously, there is a there is room for improvement, but the yeah. initial offering they've had for something like this has been, I would say, spectacular, yeah. honestly. Mm. And, and when I was speaking to Lee Mather, the, the game director, he was saying how the, it sounded like they essentially started work in 2019 because that game had a little, very little bit of F2 story, which lasted yeah. half an hour max. And then that was it. The story didn't go any further. So they, they almost... Based on the feedback, people wanted more, so they split the team and had a team working on this for, in effect, I think, eighteen months to twenty-four months. Wow! So then I'm thinking, oh, can they do another one for next year like this? I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, but then part of me made me made me think. Part of it made me think. Well, oh, they've got China and Australia in the calendar, so maybe the bulk of the story and stuff was written a while ago, and that team could be already working on the next one. Prospect. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, if they've if they've got the the, the basic framework in of you yeah. know what breaking point is and how it works and yeah. their their means of doing mocap and cutscenes and stuff, then they can just. I mean, I'm not a developer myself, but they have that basic framework yeah. there, so it shouldn't take as long for the next time. And I, I really hope they do continue it. Me too. Me too. I can't wait. So so in summary, uh, F1 2021 is out tomorrow. If you've paid extra money and are buying it digitally. Um, and it's out on the 16th for regular punters and physical uh, editions. And we both really recommend, if you buy the game, play Breaking Point first. Yes. Soak it in and finish that entire mode. Then jump into multiplayer or the driver career or your pre-order icons that you may or may not have, um, <laughs> which are all interesting and really good. Um, yeah. And... Also, on the Traction.gg website and Traction YouTube channel, there's a, there's a lot on F1 2021 about the other stuff as well. Yes, so, there's a lot coming. There's a huge amount on the way as well. So this might be when the review goes live and this podcast, podcast go live, but we've got a huge amount of content coming up as well. So how to, comparing things, all sorts of stuff. So if you're new or to the game, or you've played the previous ones, everything you need to know is on Traction.gg on web on the website, Traction.gg on social media, or Traction.gg on YouTube. Um, I think that's just about it, Rich. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening. Join us next time. 